to another episode of Good Enough, yeah, baby. I'm not sure why I decided to sing that, but I did, and it's fine. That's what we do. Uh, We live in the moment, and we act on creative impulses. And my creative impulse in that moment was to sing an intro, was, was to sing to you, my beloved listeners, the good few. God, you guys really are fucking gorgeous. Uh, yeah, act on creative impulses. I think it's a really important thing. I, I get that. I, I, I try to use that in conversation a lot, and I'm saying it on here today. If you have the impulse to do something that is creative in nature, uh, the the inkling to make something, to bring something into this world, to take something from your mind and turn it into a tangible physical thing, something that could be experienced by not only yourself, but others. I think it's a wonderful thing that makes the world a better place. So try it. Try it. Whatever it is to you. It could just be as simple as like making a recipe, like like, like food, painting, drawing something, humming a tune, whatever it is. Act on creative impulses. I think... They're the safest of impulses to act on. Murderous impulses? Keep those deep buried way down. Way down. Don't ever let those come to light. Those are bad impulses. They're not real. They're just it's just traffic, all right? You know, that that it makes you want to kill people, but don't kill people, you know? Sing. Sing a song. Draw a picture. Don't murder people. That was um that's a weird those are two weird things to juxtapose i'm i don't know i i hope it's not coming down to either of those two things for you guys but yeah make some stuff anyway we got a good show for you guys today and i'm gonna let you get to it in a second but have to plug once again uh my show coming up uh at center stage center stage theater which that night it will be center stage comedy club uh, November 16th, Center Stage Theater in Shelton. We're doing a comedy show. I'm hosting it. I booked it. I produced it. I put it together. Uh, Center Stage has graciously allowed me to put on their first comedy show, and I really want to show them that it could be an awesome thing to do regularly. And I need your help. I can't buy all the tickets myself and play to an audience of me. Although, I mean, I would really like that. It sounds fun, but like, I can't swing it. I can't afford that. I need you guys to buy these tickets and come out and support. And I would appreciate it a lot. And not only appreciate, like you're going to get a great show. You're going to, you're going to enjoy a really awesome time. I mean, it'll be the first show that I've put together since I started good enough. So I would love to see if this podcast does have that kind of reach where maybe new people are coming out to shows. I would love to see that. So if you've never been to one of my actual live shows before and you do listen to this podcast, like, Come check it out, man. Like, I entertain you here. I'll entertain you there, too. And in this case, it'll be helping my, you know, my career. So it'll be helping me out a lot. But not just don't just do it as a favor to me. Do it as a favor to you. You're going to have a great time. I know you're going to have a great time because I don't put on bad shows. I really don't. I've been doing this a little while. I know I'm young. And, God, people are always telling me to be more humble. But humble isn't my thing. Sorry. Fuck. I don't know what you want me to do. Like, I like, you know... I, I felt like I like talking the big game about myself, okay? And then maybe I talk like a guinea when I do it too. I don't know why I do that, but I do it. But yeah, listen, come out to the show. It's going to be a great time. Daniel Cowhite, headliner, good friend of mine, trying to get him on the show, on the, on the podcast. Uh, hopefully I can get him before that show starts. But 
it's going to be a great night. Harper Lyles, you just heard her last week. She was awesome, and she's on that show. And who, who you're going to hear right now is also going to be on that show. Kevin Dolan, great guy, great guy. Loved having him in the studio, worked with him a couple of times, and excited to work with him November 16th. And hopefully you guys will come out and see him live and see me live, and we're all going to have a great time loving together. God, life is dope, isn't it? All right, I'm going to stop rambling and let you get to uh, episode 16 with Kevin Dolan. I love you, the good few. You're the best people on earth. We'll see you next week. We couldn't afford the rights to any songs. So I wrote this one. We're not the best, but we're good enough. Let's start the podcast now. It's good enough. Are you aware of a creature called the striped mittenfish? It no. It can change sex on a dime and turn itself totally inside out. Really? Mm-hmm. It lives in the Java Sea. Uh-huh. And go. <laughs> <laughs> you told me to give you an opening line. So what what, what the fuck do I do with that? Hey, listen, you have to think on your feet. It's a that's striped what mitten. What's the, it now? It's the striped mittenfish in the Java Sea. Striped mittenfish in the Java Sea, and it could... Turn itself inside out and change sex on a dime. Like congressmen in airport bathrooms. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Weren't, weren't expecting that, were you? Uh, no, God, no. No, there was, a, there was so much to process. I, I, I learned things, yeah. and now I'm trying to conceptualize how it how, how yeah. it is in practice. So there you go. Where did you find a piece of in, a tidbit of info like that? The, the, the interwebs. Oh, I God, interwebs. where we find all the most depraved and strange Correct. things. There was, I think it was some sort of English site that I found. It was a UK. Right. So, I would have rather heard all that delivered in an English accent. I think that would have so really... I'm sorry. Ne- I, next time I'll remember. <laughs> I, I do apologize. We're, uh, we're in studio today with Kevin Dolan, everyone. Kevin, tell, uh, tell my listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I am... Uh, I work as a marketing drone during the day, but I had suffered through 27 years as a uh actor and performer in show business from when i was a little kid uh and then i've been a, a stand-up comic for the last seven years six or seven years seven years so mm-hmm. 20 so 27 years you've been in entertainment all together seven altogether mm-hmm. interesting so uh you do you see my trajectory like as far as like a young entertainer starting out and like hey quit right now <laughs> stop no, what I'm... you're doing <laughs> hey no. hey what you're doing all that stuff end no. it <laughs> no you... no i think you're i think you're fine oh good uh, and you have to do all kinds of stuff that's true and figure out what your uh what your goal is what your path is right and right. you've got you've got triple threat stuff i don't know if you can dance but you can sing and you can act so that's plus i could i i i could functionally dance i don't know not, not i'm not like a an incredible dancer but i have done parts in musicals that involve a dance number so i'm yeah, not see, whenever i used to do that they used to have the, the company dance around me because I, you know. <laughs> oh uh nope. for, for those of you who've never met kevin mm-hmm. and uh, uh he is it's kind of funny if you walked into a room and asked what uh and someone said hey which one of these guys do you think has competed strongman before <laughs> you would point to kevin immediately because he has the frame of half thor bjornsson the strongest man in the world literally here you, you stand what is it six, six three and a half six three and a half yeah. you're just a tank of a man yep, and and the me. funny thing is that you're that you're you're a theater nerd you're mm-hmm. a, you're I am a total theater you're nerd. you're not any sort of um Artie rob has the best um if any of you who don't know Artie rob he's a comedian he um has the, the best uh 
description of me. Uh, he said, I have the body of a bouncer with a voice of Richard Simmons. That's how he would... <laughs> That's how nailed he used, it. Yeah, that's how he used to. Tell Absolutely me. nailed it. And he used to call. He he came up with the the uh, description of me. My my tag name whenever I work for him is Big Vanilla Teddy Bear. Big, I love that. Yeah. That is. Uh, yeah. If you guys haven't figured out, Artie Rob is a black comedian because yeah. that is. Such... Yeah, BVT. He calls me BVT all the time. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so 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 that's. I, I I don't know dancing. I could pull it off as far as like yeah. the simple stuff. I've I've. I have flirted with the idea of maybe taking a dance lesson just to make myself better at theater. Well, you know, you should especially do, auditions, at least. Well, you could do um, movement classes. You don't have to do dance movement classes. classes. Yeah, that sounds movement. a little yeah. bit more simple. Yeah. Uh, so I'm all about simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so something I like to ask all my guests right off the bat because it's something I'm really interested in sure. is what makes you happy, Kevin. What what's what's something that gets you out of bed that that keeps you m- oh. m- motivated to do stuff? Oh gosh, because my life is just one constant thrill ride. Yeah, isn't um, it? <laughs> no, I mean I was always raised that I like making others happy. That you could feed off of their energy, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and do stuff. It sounds very corny, but it is. It does work for. Oh, me. we we do corny on this yeah. podcast. Well, Trust good. me. Because once this, you go this corny, podcast you is... can't uncorny. It's true. It's corny. true. I'm pretty. I'm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty committed to corny. Yep, that's that's that committed to corny should be my, head is my so tagline. Big with these freaking headphones, okay. Oh Sorry. no, they're adjustable. Right. You could pull. You could know, pull the other arm. Right. You know, right. I'm good. Why don't we just grab? Continue us. onward. I'm good. <laughs> Sorry about that. Fantastic. No, it's it's mm-hmm. it's perfect. Uh, so yeah, ma- making other people happy. Is, you know. is, and is, did you find that in as far as your entertainment career? That's like what what fueled you to do it or well yeah because i mean i got started in theater first and then you get the how, how old are we talking i started when i was three three years old was your mm-hmm. first play yeah my first musical was the mm-hmm. musical the music man and was, was that of the westchester community theater and was that of your own desire or, or my like... mom got me started because my my dad and my mom divorced when i was very young right and uh i started I, I said, oh, I could do that. I was, like, mesmerized when she first took me to the theater. So she started, you know, she found me an agent, and we started going to auditions. But the one thing that my mom was really good about is she said, if you ever find the point where this is not making you happy, we stop. That is a very important thing to point out. Yeah. And and she, she told you that from the beginning. Yeah, when you don't want to do this, we stop. That is mm-hmm. actually really nice to hear because yeah. I hear – I know a lot of parents who – do push their kids to do these things. Oh, they're crazy. It's, they're and insane. they're also trying to live vicariously through mm-hmm. them and yeah. make them have a successful career because they and did most not. Of those, most of those parents couldn't get a job in a sideshow. Right. You know, when they were <laughs> kids. So. Yeah. so what So what kind of parts did you work in these uh, 27? Like, that, there's well, such I a did, wealth of things that you yeah. pick from, I imagine. Um, well, I did commercials. That's where you, you actually will make decent money i would love to get a commercial yeah well you need to get a national commercial oh right that, well that those are the ones the that like pay pay yeah yeah, that yeah. The money. oh yeah uh but then i was on every conceivable soap I, I did, opera. I did. Oh, sorry to cut you off that's okay but we'll get to soap operas but yeah, yeah. i actually have done a commercial okay. i did uh i did an ad for like a local subaru dealership i'm not even sure if it aired i did get paid which was pretty cool it was my first ever paid acting gig and i was like something uh, quality subaru blah 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 da, 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 da. like it was the corniest cheesiest thing and i did it because like got to build that resume and you know what <laughs> throw it on your reel it'll just show the progression you're how right good you you're right i gotta That's find I, that was the thing i was never able to find a copy of it like i never saw it air it must have aired for like a day or something but 
yeah. on the local networks. But so you did soap operas. I did soap operas. I did. Uh, then I used to do like in New York. So at, at, department stores. For, as an actor, I understand uh, you know me- memorizing line and having yeah. a little bit of time to prepare. But I understand with soap operas, it's a little bit more on the spot, right? Well, we filmed uh, when I whenever you and I, I assume it's still the same. We filmed one episode a day. Yeah, that's what and I heard. We are fifteen. To, we used to be fifteen to twenty shows out. So what were you filming that Monday won't air for another 20 days. Right. So, but yeah, and it was, it's a, it's a tough being. You What's that? What I mean, it's, it's got to get you like rock solid on, on, on well, your the one, process. Well, you learn your process, but also you learn uh, movement. You learn to hit your marks. You, need, you learn where your key light is. You learn all of that stuff. It it's was like a, a crash it was, course. It was a great, it was a great way to actually learn your craft. But now, I mean, when I was doing it back when ice covered the earth, <laughs> um, we had, there was like 15 soap operas on the air at any given time. And now there's three or four, I think. On, yeah. I could imagine it's now. not, a, not as popular no, because nobody's anymore. home to watch them right. anymore, but it was awesome because you could work during the day and then take classes or do a play at night or cause that's right. what you, that's what I wound up doing most of the time. Yeah. I, I would, I would love to get into something like that. Like, yeah, some, I was the go-to guy for, uh, death though all of my characters died really go-to guy for death yeah i crashed in a helicopter on guiding light and i sank in a ship on edge of night (laughs) my favorite way to die though i was crushed by a giant sea from the capwell hotel on santa barbara yes it was all very sad a giant wait a giant giant sea because it was the called the capwell hotel oh like the letters the 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 Mm -hmm. the Uh (laughs) letters there was an earthquake it was very very dramatic and it fell and I was crushed with three other people. Oh my god! That's when you know you're not coming back. No, no, that's it. That's double tap. <laughs> and when you heard of it, when you look at your script and gosh, there's only two pages. Okay, I guess, <laughs> guess I'm gone, done for the day. Yeah, so <laughs> you learn. I uh, in in the small amount of acting roles that I've mm-hmm. actually had, I find that I was able to. One of the ways I bring the characters to life was finding a little piece of myself and each character and kind of exploiting that so uh, that's what i was going to ask next with you with all the things that you did 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 you find like a similar way like what was your method of well well, i went to uh, a school called hp studios it's the herbert herbert bergoff studio on bank street and uh sandy dennis and betsy palmer and jerry stiller's dad and jerry stiller's mom um they were teachers there so they they learned they taught us how to uh even when it's something that's period or something, you just have to examine it. And you use different voices when you read your lines to try and figure out who this person actually is. Yeah. <clears throat> um, sometimes you can't find it. Sometimes it's like, yeah, there's nothing that this guy that I can relate to. But then you got to play against type and figure it, figure it out. Oh, yeah. You know, My, and, uh... yeah, it's 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 not it can be it can be challenging, but. It's fun. Yeah, like the, the the last role that I had played uh, for Center Stage, which we'll talk about a little bit later, that uh, which comes in nicely. But uh, I was playing a man who was supposed to be ca- like played by someone who's like 150 pounds, like mm-hmm. much smaller than me, a meek yeah. man, and I had to play. Uh, you know, I'm I'm doing all this weightlifting and all that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm building on and. Like, I could like I was trying to make the character small. That was mm-hmm. the director. He was asking me to make the make be smaller, be smaller on stage, and I just couldn't figure it out. So we what, ended up kind what, of what play was it? Oh gee, I remember Mama, and I was Mister yeah. Thorkelson, who yeah. is oh, yeah. he's like 
like kind of like Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Think, think of a character like that. That's that's basically who. who that's hard. That's oh hard yeah. To, to try oh, yeah. Physic- it's one thing to try and and find do a character from an emotional standpoint. But right. When you're dealing with from a physical standpoint. That's that's hard. And that's, I know there's a way to do it. Just like I'm I'm yeah. still pretty green in acting mm-hmm. and. Uh, I I would definitely like another stab at playing a character that's like against type. Uh, yeah, against type. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because obviously I could play colorful, happy, loud. Mm-hmm. Like that's you know that that works to my favor. But, but even that, you know, you can play that too broadly. Oh and, yeah, and then you then you become a caricature and not a character. Oh, that's, that's a good thing to remember. See, look at that. Look at you. You could, you could buy my acting tips online for nineteen ninety five. I uh, no, I I definitely. I, I I definitely like I had a lot of trouble with that, mm-hmm. but we ended up kind of just rewriting the character a little bit mm-hmm. to make it work for me. Cause ultimately it's, it's not like he chose me because he wanted a big guy. It's mm-hmm. cause he had a big guy, <laughs> you know, it's community, yeah. it's, it's com- community, theater. it's community you theater. You work with what you got. It's like, listen, the, the aunt, uh, she's now a cousin so, because yeah. the age just doesn't she's work 11. out. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Stuff yep. like that. Yep. I get it. Um, but I'm loving, I think uh, next one I'm going to be in is Mamma Mia. That's, oh, that's uh, a, who yeah. are you gonna play? Uh, I don't who you want. Uh, well, I, I I haven't even auditioned yet, yeah. but like that's that's the next thing that I audition for. It's and a big show. It's supposed to be right. Yeah, it's a big show. Oh yeah, it's a lot of singing. Oh, I don't mind the singing. Yeah. I'm a big fan. I'm I'm a I'm a closet singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far well, not necessarily closet singer. Mm-hmm. People know that I sing. It's just not. I do so many other things. I don't really have enough ways to get to express it. Well, the other good thing about that show is the uh, from a from a, a male standpoint. There's not too many songs that are difficult or male centric. You're usually playing with someone or singing with someone. Nice. Sing a girl or something like yeah. that, which is which is helpful. And I'm being yeah. overly hopeful here. I haven't even auditioned yet, but I really think that I'm going to be. Well, in you it. could I throw just, it out there. I, I feel know? I feel real good about it. But mm-hmm. uh, so another thing I like to ask everybody, mm-hmm. and it could be a pretty heavy question. Oh, no, great. <laughs> no, uh, simply what's going to make the world a better place. <laughs> Oh my God! I know. You really should have given me I this know. type of information. I feel like I'm in the isolation booth. <laughs> Everyone this reacts the same way, but I like them not knowing uh, beforehand. I, I, I think everyone needs to. Everyone, no matter what side of the aisle you might be on, everyone needs to just step back, take a deep breath, and talk with each other and not yell mm. at each other. That's what I think. Have a real conversation. You have to have a real conversation because, unfortunately, now it's just everybody's mad at everybody else. Mm-hmm. I it's, mean, everybody's. Mad it's at each so other. easy to dehumanize people behind a screen. Oh right? yeah, it's Absolutely. it's so easy to take like. Are those that that wonderful keyboard is a weapon now? It is the wonderful mm-hmm. keyboard is a weapon like that. Um, it really is. It really yeah. is, and and yeah, and you find that people just like. You find so much in common with someone if you just get like, especially talking one on one, like actual real, mm-hmm. real face to face dialogue. Well, I like that that the phrase that says "I see your point," mm-hmm. because you could have someone who's just your polar opposite, and they're 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 going at whatever their whatever the subject matter is, and if you take a deep breath and go, "Okay, I see your point." They tend to bring the bring it down a bit. They tend to turn down any sort of anger they may have or aggression they may have because somebody's actually listening. Yeah, I've been seen. Yeah, I've been I've heard. Been heard. And yeah. that's really all. That's that's. Mm-hmm. Is that half of it? Maybe more I of it. It's so. just. It, everyone, I'd like to think so. Anyway. Everyone has their own point of view, and they would just like it to be and acknowledged you know, in a way that isn't ridicule. Yeah, and you know, there's always going to be somebody 
in your life that just doesn't understand you or, or, or refuses to understand you. I think the other part of making a better place is knowing when to walk away. Right. Because you can, you know, go back and forth and beat each other up verbally as much as you want. But you have to get to a point where you're like, there is no way that I'm going to win this argument. Yeah. And go, okay, then absolutely you can feel the way you feel. I disagree. You know, it's that old agree to disagree thing. Mm -hmm. And then move on from it because... Or else this is what we're stuck with now. Right. Everybody's just digging each other's, you know, graves. And that old saying where holding on to something, holding on this anger or resentment is like, you know, drinking poison, expecting the next person to die. Yeah. It's only going to hurt you. It's true. Yeah. I, I've been practicing that a little bit, uh, actually a lot lately, where uh, opportunities to argue and mm -hmm. uh, uh, opportunities, I just don't even acknowledge mm -hmm. them at all. Like not even, no, not even, pay. yeah, it not even like get it, the dialogue going. Just pretend it didn't no, even absolutely. happen. <laughs> far, just just don't let it happen. There's an um, there's an old movie called the the, the first wives club, and there's a, a scene in it with Diane Keaton and her uh, her therapist. Right, and she realizes that her therapist is actually having an affair with her ex husband or ex husband to be. Oh Christ! And the old the the therapist phrase is grow with love <laughs> and that's if you say that with a level of sarcasm all that will do is irritate someone but you'll allow you for a good exit just go grow with love killing and walk away. killing people with hap oh, kindness is a forgotten that. about skill yeah it is a forgot to. the the hardest i like you could troll a troll really mm -hmm. well without ever saying anything directly right. about them or to them <laughs> well the other thing is this you a person is only uh, a person who's acting out is only effective as he, if he has an audience. True. And if you refuse to be part of that audience, then that'll irritate them even yeah. more. Yeah. Like but, here I am on this idiot, mm -hmm, this stage mm -hmm. alone. Not even anybody at this. Not my circus. <laughs> not my monkeys. There you, know? you go. Mm -hmm. Now, Kevin, uh, you have to be the most prepared guest I've ever had, and be, <laughs> it would be a shame if we didn't go through. Some he, of the things he, I have. He well, he brought a color-coded piece of printed paper. It, it's it, it's um yeah, it's, it's the most anyone OCD. has ever come in. It's it's, it's the most anyone has ever come in here with. And thank God for your OCD because okay. I want I don't know what's on that paper. Okay. You're welcome to pull from anything that you want to talk about today that you brought in here. Okay, did you know that wombat's poop is cubed and not circular? Does that mean that they have a cubed asshole? I guess so. It's like it's a really weird Play-Doh. You know those things where you can have like the operating room and stuff that Play-Doh yeah, does? Yeah, right. Did you know that Play-Doh was only used to uh, use for a solvent for uh, cleaning walls before they actually found out what it could do? Really? That's a little creepy. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Um, here's something interesting. Did you, do you ever know what Charlie Brown's father's um, business was? What he did for a I living? never knew. Barber. Ha. Which, How did ma which makes you think about because the two of them, him and Sally, have the worst haircuts ever. Yeah, they're terrible. They're, they're just little terrible. squiggly, they're squiggly well, lines. And, well, hers has like big, you know, like Pennywise the Clown type thing right. with the circle and stuff. So, yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. I think he was drunk most of the time. <laughs> they didn't mention that, but I think there was. There was did he do the wah-wah talk to uh, his no, father? It was a, um, it was a uh, trombone. They used a trombone. Oh, just a, just a trombone. Okay. Correct. Um, did you know that cats can hear ultrasound? Like, 
Like they can be around and you can having an ultrasound in another room and they can hear. You know, I ne- not until until just now I just processed that ultrasound mm-hmm. is a, a sound. That Correct. makes so much sense. And, you know, the only thing with them is they can hear the ultrasound but not their fucking name when you call them. So <laughs> they're, they're, they're dismissive dicks, those cats yeah. are. Wait, hold on. You, are you a cat person? I am not. Because <laughs> I love cats. Are you? Well, that's all you. <laughs> Do you yeah. like dogs? Uh, I'm not a pet person. Yeah, I could imagine. Nothing. Yeah. Not, there's I nothing. had snakes when I was a child. I had a, that I had, makes sense. I had a snake. You have some. I had a 17-foot boa constrictor named Maleficent. That? Mm-hmm. Why? How did you get a 17-foot well, boa of all, constrictor? Well, now, wait a minute. I, it didn't start I, out that way. No. <laughs> they, the reptiles will go to the size of their environment. Environment, right. So I actually had this huge terrarium, and she just grew to that is that yeah, true? It is. If you have a massive true. terrarium, you could it end will, up with a massive it will snake. Massive snake. Yeah. Any any snake? Uh, I don't know. I'm not a, a snake expert, but from I feel what like Myra, if you, I feel like growing up with an anaconda in your house, you should have become some sort of I was, a snake. It was expert. a boa, not an anaconda. Boa, I'm right? Not Still allowed to keep boas. Seventeen feet. Seventeen feet. That is I, preposterous. Yeah, I had to give it That's to such uh, a massive animal. Well, I'm going to give you a little a little story. Is I had to give it to a zoo because. I used to bring the thing with with snakes is or any reptile is you have to have some sort of tactile relationship with them or they tend they can get aggressive. So I used to take the snake out every day and I used to walk them around the neighborhood and the kids used to thought it was great. And I used to put I we had a, excuse me were you still were at the time you're six five? Uh, no, I was probably about. I don't know, maybe 5'10", 5'11", okay. at the time. Just trying to picture this. And we were in, uh, I wasn't here. I was in my uh, in my dad's house in L.A. And uh, I used to take her wherever I went. Um, I used to put her in a tree that we had outside when I would wash the car, because I would wash my car. I had this, this great little car. Um, I used to put her in, she used to sit there, very docile. And I was washing the car one day, and I looked up, and she was gone. Now, that's a little um, dicey. From where I, I come from, we call that a problem. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of, a, of an issue. Yeah. Gonna, you have could, 17 could, feet of snake ra- missing. It could r- rapidly become an incident. Right. You know? <laughs> uh, so, but you don't want to look panicked when you're walking through a neighborhood where there's a lot of kids around looking for this snake. Right. Couldn't find her. Couldn't find her. Okay. And then all of a sudden, I hear from two or three houses down, there was a, um, a Yorkie. Oh boy! And I heard the Yorkie going, ar, 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 ar. then I heard, ar. and I'm like, oh, that's a bad noise. That's a bad <laughs> oh, noise. No, no, so no. So you don't, you don't run because then you know it's partially your fault. Right. So I walked quickly uh, and she had the dog ass first in her, in her mouth. Oh my now, God. Now there's a, there's a place underneath. I don't know with most snakes, it's it's a soft palate where you can actually hyperextend the jaw. Yeah, and like unhinge it. And right? unhinge it. So I found that and I pulled the dog out. And the dog is like, <laughs> and then he was always, the, kid, the dog was always like nervous. Right. But now he, like he needed a fucking therapist. Right. <laughs> so I, I put him on the porch and I like called the lady and go, something's wrong with your dog. And I just kept moving because then I had realized that I had a, she was getting really way too big to be. Can you about. imagine that from the dog's perspective? Yeah, that's a dragon. Yeah, that's uh, a that's a that's a that's a monstrous demon. Something yeah, that's that's bad. And, Thirty know, times your size. And the only thing I'm thinking of is the fact that it was asked first was the dog was running a, running away. Right. And the snake grabbed it. That's probably what that happened. is. Yeah. So that, that was a. 
that's got to be one of my worst fears, and I just realized it right now. Uh-huh. I'd never thought of it before, but being <laughs> happy. I'm happy to help. Yeah. <laughs> that's my job. I'm happy to help. So, yeah. But. Well, if, and that's all you got from your wonderful Well, I mean, room. let's see. What else do we have? We could talk about the fact that you know how farmers tested whether or not their soil was good? They tasted it? No, how they tested it. Oh, tested it. it. No, I have no idea. Um, they used used underwear. They would bury it for two months. And then when they came back, if it was being eaten by microbes, so it was disintegrating, that knew that, that the soil was good. If it was just hanging out there, that means the soil was bad. Really? Mm-hmm. How the hell did those morons figure something out? I don't out know. Saw, I mean, like I have been known to throw my underwear like out of the moving car right well because you never because it's you know fleet week but aside from that (laughs) um yeah that's not a that's not a good thing i don't think um if you're playing in wimbledon you're not allowed to swear or else you get fined did you know that you get it's that fined yeah it's that snooty of a sport Mm -hmm. that swearing is you wimbledon (laughs) um charles damory ever heard of charles damory no charles damory was a um soldier in the 1800s who uh, you're not going to like this because of what you enjoy. He was a, uh, a soldier. And because of the fact that there was a low amount of rations in Poland where he was fighting, he is on record of eating 164 cats in a year. Oh, good God. Mm-hmm. I mean. I don't think he named them because that right. would be creepy. Right. But, but uh, it's, I mean, I love cats, but like human I survival. I guess you got to do what you got to do. It's not like the Donner Party. You yeah. Know? It's not like you're eat marty next door right i don't think you should eat cats because like you're because you, you want to try a cat no that's but like that's bad in a situation i don't know did he need to eat that many cats apparently that i don't seems think excessive. So for an entire year at a, at a and i did check on this let's say all right i say 15 cats is survival should be 164 enough. you have a taste for cat yes <laughs> at that like, point ooh. at that point i don't think i i, I, I would, do think charles is not credited with coming up with the phrase hmm tastes like chicken right <laughs> i think maybe that might have been it yeah i think that guy ended up really liking cat mm. did you know that wasps can uh, remember people's faces that's why they always seem to like the attack did you know that is that true that is 100 percent true wasp.com said it Wasp. <laughs> <laughs> that's where i that's where i verify the information that's the yeah that, that's a, a likely source yeah because wasps wasp.com Except for the wasps, you know, that go to the First Presbyterian Church, then they recognize people by their golf balls. All right, so, um, so switching gears here, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin. Yes. So you you play this. Uh, how should I say? So so you got the you have this like sweet, mild mannered oh. about you, and you're an entertainer and all that, and yeah. you and you are so kind. But mm-hmm. like, I know. So back to your like your size and mm-hmm. your stature. Yeah. Do people expect to mean, something of you to or? Mean, well, or they, are you asked of anything ever as far as your size goes? Like, do people want you to be a, 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 do have people asked you to be a security guard or yes, ask you uh, to go like, or, or ask you to go take care of a problem? Yeah, I've you know? been asked to do that. Like, yeah. like t- tell me, and do you step up to the occasion uh, or if, if it's a, if it's a bad situation yeah. that I can probably handle that. Cause I'm also not a good fighter. Right. I, I'm, I'm sure so you're not. I usually yeah, bring, I can't imagine. I'll bring down the voice into a lower register and see if I could scare them. Right. Cause I can scare pretty good. I'm, and, uh, but I try not to get that kind of involved. Yeah. We don't want that no, obviously, but no, I'm just but, um, saying you're, you're yeah, going no, to I've attract asked, it. I've been asked if out in public or stuff like that, if uh, a, a girl is being bothered at a bar or something like that, I have been known to be dragged over there. And got, right. I have played the, the husband type thing where, you know, we, the girls being bugged and I've gone there and go like, I'm oh, sorry, honey, I had a 
parked the car somewhere and I got in the middle of difficulty and I'm like, is there a problem here? Yeah. And then that tends to back people off. But I, I should hope so. But um, yeah, uh, they, they expect you to, they expect me to be mean too. I look, if I don't shave and stuff, I do look wrecked. I'm, yeah. I, I'm curious as to what you would look like with a beard. You probably play, play a pretty bad well, villain. Oh, th- that's all I ever did was play villains. Right, right. I, I mean, I killed half a dozen people on stage and stuff like that. It's just, it's just, it's just the way it was. Yeah, it's the nature of the game. Yeah, yeah. you know, as long as the check clears, I don't care who I'm playing. I like, you know? I like that a lot. I, it's not like that. <laughs> I don't mean to be, you know, derogatory of the, uh, of the craft, but if that's what you're, that's what I'm getting to play. That's what I'm getting to play. Yeah, mm-hmm. and in these situations where you had to be Mister mm-hmm. Intimidating or you were asked to be, have, did they ever go south? Did they ever go not as planned? Where you're like. Oh man, I might have to show a little more than uh, his teeth. Well, yeah, but at that point, I usually involve somebody else that actually is a bouncer or a security person. Oh, because okay. Because I'm not gonna. Because yeah. the thing is, you know, it sounds cheesy, but if you push me and I do get angry, that's a that's a whole different animal. I can imagine. Yeah, and uh, because of the fact that I was always a big kid, even when you know when I was little, my mom, my mother always said, you know, do not lay your hands on anybody because you could kill them. Right. Literally, when I got to be like a teenager, she's like, just you got to learn a certain level of passive, uh, be a pacifist whenever you can. Yeah. Because you can't, you would kill them. Cause yeah, you're, I actually you're did, a weapon. <laughs> I did throw someone into a locker, and I dented the locker. Of course, you did. Yeah, but it, in, better, in, in better news, he didn't bug anybody anymore. All right, now, now this is uh, this is something I'm really mm-hmm. curious about okay. because, as my all my listeners know, mm-hmm. and anyone who knows me mm-hmm. knows that I'm an uh, avid fitness enthusiast. Yes, you are. And I congratulations. Have to, by the way. <laughs> I have, but I have to wonder: Have you ever messed around in a weight room at all, just to see what you're capable of? I get. I get bored really easy. I'm sure. Uh, it's just such. <laughs> a... just, I could try, I suppose, but like I tried doing yoga. Mm, which I'm not is totally different. I'm not talking yoga. I I'm understand talking, that. No, you're I've a wrecking ball, to... and I want to see you wreck. Well, okay. <laughs> I would love to see oh, what you could deadlift. I would love to see what you could squat. You're, you're just you. Ha- like I said, I don't think I have that kind of. I, you I, say I that. I have a lot of fat, though. <laughs> you, yeah, but you're. The, the, I'm just telling you from yeah. what I understand about yeah. kinesiology and yeah. the frame of the human body. It like it would. It take long. Yeah, obviously you're a few years behind on training, yeah. but like, <laughs> aren't you but, kind? But, That's true. But, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, I'm just so curious as to what you'd be able to no, do. No, I've never. I mean, sure, that would be interesting, I suppose. But you know, so so never like you were never you no. never like even got in gym. Never cared. I walked in the gym a couple of times. I just didn't stay there long. Nothing. I mean, what did you do while you were there? Um, I fell off a um, <laughs> uh, what you call it a. Uh, what are they saying? A treadmill a couple right. times? The last time I actually flew off and I got wedged underneath a Stairmaster. <laughs> That's how bad. That, it's not a I bit. Can, I swear I'm to God. I'm trying to figure out how I well, here's how, the thing. how you not, get wedged anywhere. Not what do you get well, wedged? That's not nice, but well, yeah, I, I get mean, it. Really um, though. But you know, it, there's a certain level of you, you've got to be cer- a certain level of grace and poise when you're on there. Yeah. That for some reason I got like the 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 belt started moving quicker than I could actually walk. Right. And then I tried to catch up and oh, it was bad. Oh, bad news. Bad news. Just, you don't want to do that. No. And then I got wedged. My head and my neck got wedged under there. So, but yeah, I, I don't know. But, and it, you know, the people that are trainers I've found with the 3% body fat and they were all named, you know, 
Derek or Chad. Um, <laughs> I know, I know, you know, I know a trainer named Derek. Yeah, I'm sure he is. <laughs> I'm sure he's a delight. Sorry, Derek, if you're listening. He's a great, dude. Yeah, um, I don't expect them to try and figure into my life. They're like, yeah, no, yeah, I don't think, I don't think I could do it. But I mean, I, I, I would try it. Maybe, yeah. But. It's it's not uh, even if it was just for a bit. I would probably try. That would be great. I would love yeah. to see. It's not even just like to, not like to see if you're like uncoordinated or anything like that. Just I I would love this because I I would venture to guess that you're probably stronger than I ever like. With very little training, you'd end up being stronger than I ever could be. Just 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 because of I'm like, also twice your age, my friend. So believe me, I don't think I'd be that powerful. Twice but. you're not twice my well, age. Well, how old are you? I'm 26. Not quite. Almost twice your age. Okay. Okay. We don't. We don't. We don't we're not. The audience doesn't. We're not know discussing. Your age. It. No. Um, and ah, uh, oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. Something Ooh. just. I heard a big thud. Loud bang. Think yeah. the building's coming down. It's a really old building, folks. It is. Nice. We're sparkling, somewhere in Shelton. Yeah. Nice sparkling new studio, but it the, is. It's really nice. But the building is. It has a real big logo too. It's really nice. Isn't it great? Yeah. yeah Royal Fox Studio, guys. Check them out. Mm-hmm. Although I'm pretty sure. I'm their number one guy, but there's other projects they're working and with. And remember, you're very humble. Oh. You're the number one guy. <laughs> right? There's you no. You are the number one guy. I don't know. I try this humble thing out now and, it and then. Work, it does, huh? it doesn't, doesn't look good on me. It's too fake when I try humble. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd rather be <laughs> Rather be, uh, I'd rather be real than fake. And all right. I guess it's all. Every now and then I'm humbled by something, but I mean, you know. Get wedged underneath the stairmaster. That'll humble you right quick. I'm, right <laughs> I'm going to start using that as a as like a fuck you. Hey, get wedged. Yeah, right? get wedged. That works. That's there a good go. one. Right? Mm-hmm. Pretty solid. Uh, what else? Uh, what else did you come in here to talk about today? <laughs> no, I, so I was well prepared for my what? No, no, no. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so working in comedy, um, mm-hmm. what's uh, what you've been doing lately as far as like? Well, it- I've been I, most. Of, I've been doing a lot of, of fundraisers. I have a, a very small room where I do a monthly show down at the Windmill in Stratford. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah I think I've, nice. I it's think I've nice done a mic room. there once. Mm-hmm. It's right. nice. It's we've been doing it for about six. Yeah, months, sweet and spot. It's, uh, it's a nice, and we've been getting decent amount. Last last month we had a, a big amount of people, which is good for a Tuesday night, right? Because everybody who works in comedy, oh knows god, that you I can't find. I used to book a Tuesday show. Mm-hmm. You were on it. Remember that fun thing? Oh, was that at the Maria V's? Maria V's. Be- that was a tough night. It was, night was a on tough there. night, man. You remember that night? Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember. But it's not like... Those guys, the people on that bar, they must have been drinking from 2 o'clock. Yeah. And they weren't fun drunk. No, <laughs> no, God, no. At least you got to leave. I went in there every two weeks and had to <laughs> yeah, deal with them again. Mm-hmm. It was it's, a room was, that taught me a lot. Yeah. Absolutely, and I was glad to just be running a room regularly. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Well, it was me, Beecher, and I forget who the girl was, but the lady was, and she was very funny. But yeah, that was a. But you know, it was a nice room, and you yeah. you, you you learn. That's yeah. how you do stuff. You moving on to uh, moving on to much nicer rooms. Yes. Uh, you know, I I guess we could talk about it now. I was going to plug it at the end of the mm. show, but I can't even help myself. No. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I announced last episode that we're putting on the first ever comedy show at Center Stage right. in Shelton. Mm-hmm. So Center Stage is a theater that I've been working with for four years now. Uh, Kevin, you've actually worked with them before. I did back back once again when, you know, before people walked upright. I actually did a, a few five, five or gosh, probably longer than that, probably eight or nine years ago. We did a flower drum song. I think it was. 
Flower Drum Song. Was it Flower Drum Song? Not aware of it. It was one of them. It was one of the I, ones from the 60s, and it was me and Brenda and a couple of people. I need to learn me different. up on some more shows. Yeah. Like, I need to go watch more shows. Mm. It's such a hassle. Well, it's, the thing is, it's also incredibly expensive. It's crazy expensive. Yeah. Like, yeah. I do love theater, and I mm. honestly think most people, <clears throat> even if they say they don't like theater, it's because they've never, like, they've never invested to sure. go see theater. Right. Because like, uh, rarely... I, I can't find anyone actually going to a theater and not being in the moment, you know, not, sure. not fine. No matter how right. corny you think the entire medium is. Well, and the other thing is there's a difference if you're going to see musical theater versus a straight play. True. You know, true. Yeah. Depends some, on what you, what you can handle. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there is a, there is quite a bit of a suspension of disbelief needed to enjoy a musical as, as great as they are. I like it. I'm, I yeah, am. I, nobody really walks around bursting into song. No. So you've no. got to realize that that's not how I'm like the most likely person that that might actually apply to. Like I, I the, might actually do you hear the floor rumbling now. Yes. What is going on at this I told studio? you the building's coming down. This that's is the last news. thing we're ever going to do <laughs> is this podcast. News. So go out. Go out on a good note, as all I can say. Striped monkfish, that's what you learned. Yep. Yes, that's it. But, uh, yeah, as far as... Uh, I, I can understand people's aversion to musicals yeah. because it is, it's is—it's a lot. lot. Even even me, as much I enjoy them and I've been in them, sometimes I'll be watching and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is batshit insane. It's good, it's enjoyable, but like conceptually, this is an insane thing that's had. These people are just singing about walking down the street. Well, the, the other thing you have to understand too is, I mean, I've done, I've done terrible musicals, terrible musicals that just, I mean, I did the musical version of the Beside Adventure that was called Beneath the Waves, and it was in Texas. Oh God! It was three acts, thirty-seven songs. Oh. And we did it in a, a converted air airplane hangar in, uh, in Lubbock, Texas. That sounds like a massive venue. It was. It wasn't that big, but it was. You know, I was the Gene Hackman part. I was in my 20s and I was singing Ave Maria trying to open the latch with fake flames underneath my underneath my feet. Did you get burnt? Uh, no, it's fake. Oh, fake, fake flames. Fake, fake. Why did I? I don't know. I don't want to. I was I was going to gloss right over right, that. Right. Yeah. Attention no, 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 no. I, I want to point out how dumb it was that you well, said fake flames. And I'm like, did the fake flames burn you, Kevin? Oh, my God. Scary. I'm so keyed into theater. <laughs> I'm so keyed in to the show. <laughs> That, like, you're telling me a story, and I'm like, they were real flames. <laughs> but you sit there, and you're singing that song, and you're saying to yourself, my career has taken an odd turn when that's where you are. But we, yeah. rehearsed, we rehearsed for, like, I think we rehearsed for nine weeks, and we did five performances, and then <laughs> that was it. Nine weeks? Nine weeks. Was it enough? <laughs> I, it was enough, Is it I ever guess, enough? but it's never enough. But no. when you're dealing with 37 songs, that's a lot. 37? And that's did you have lot. to know them? Like you personally? I had to know 12 of them because oh I God. was involved in 12 of them. But I feel like you're really beating up the audience with 37 songs. I'm well, never the gonna play s- itself was beating up the audience. Right. <laughs> Sounds like it. The musical version of Gone with the Wind, which was Scarlet with two exclamation points. Mm-hmm. Two exclamation points. That, that's, yeah. ri- that's like that's on the... Scarlet. On the, yeah. Scarlet. <laughs> yeah, it was an aggressive Scarlet. Yeah. And the only good thing about that show was had Sherman seen that show, I would have just given him the, the match to start the flames. That's how bad it was. <laughs> that's how bad Atlanta was. I'm fortunate enough to see. That's one of my fears of pursuing theater and acting and all that is I'm fortunate enough to have never been in a bad play. Oh, but I've you been know what? In, you learn so much. I know. I've been in bad. Obviously, I've been in bad comedy shows. Mm. 
but We've like yeah i mean that's a part of comedy mm-hmm. most of most of comedy's mm-hmm. bad <laughs> but uh i've never been in a bad play because I, I i've only so far worked with center stage and i know that just by the numbers eventually i'll have to be in something that's oh, comparative yeah. you're gonna get bad. yeah it's gonna be a bad play and, and you're gonna get a bad review oh uh, oh I, I, I guess I have, I have to be able... Yeah. <laughs> I have them framed. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. What's that like, being in something that you worked so hard on? Did you did you believe the reviews were deserving, actually, is a better question? Uh, half of them, I think, and then the other half are just... You know, there's this old saying, and Phil Hall was talking to me about this the other day. Uh, in the theater community, back when I was working in it, was those who can do, those who can't review... So yeah. some of the reviewers were horribly nasty, and it's just for the sake of being nasty. You know? Yeah, you try to find if you're a decent reviewer, you try to find sort of glimmers within a production, right? Because not every product, not any production is 100 percent bad. It's mm-hmm. usually something you can find, even if it's the lighting or the costumes or yeah, you could always find. I mean, there's, I, I, there's something that I, you could look at. And to, I mean, as a broader picture. You could you could say that about anything though. There's always some good you could find. Like yeah, re- one of the things that reviewers well, the why wor- they suck. The worst review I ever got was we were doing uh, um, the Glass Menagerie, and I was the the gentleman caller, Laura's gentleman caller, and the reviewer said Kevin Dolan with a semicolon, U G H, which was. Uh. Oh that was, no! That was the worst review. That, that was all they could give you. That was, was tough. Ugh. That was tough. I'd rather have him say, you know, that's God, he so, sucked out loud. But that's so dismissive. Wow. That's one of oh, that's bad. Yeah, that's I have bad it that, blown up, and I have it in my in my bedroom. Kevin Dolan. Ugh. Yeah, that's and I could hear him saying it too. And I ran into the reviewer like ten years after that, at a at a benefit in New York. And I was, I was almost tempted. I was like, I wish I had it in my wallet to go, do you remember this? Um, but no, he just was a, he was a mean little man, and he continued to be a mean little man throughout his career. So Yeah. I can't imagine how, like, like making it a career as a reviewer, but especially just to always be given negative ones as well. Yeah, like, some people are. Some people do that. Yeah, because yeah. it's so, honestly, your job isn't hard. To, if, if, if your job is a, to be a negative reviewer, to just say bad things because bad yeah. things are easy to come up with uh-huh. about anything. Oh, you sure. give you give me the greatest piece of art ever made. I I could roast it for three days. You know, sure. it's not hard to say bad sure. stuff about things, and I think it requires a little bit of depth, a little bit of skill to well, it pull also the positives. A little out of bit of the education. Too. Yeah, yeah. If you really want to look at something from a right. from a correct standpoint, but. And that's actually that's the, the point. I, I, the yeah. the larger point I was mm-hmm. trying to make is that you could uh, to to bring it not just about theater, but. You can pull positives mm-hmm. from things. You know, sure. you you it takes a li- it t- sometimes takes a little bit of wherewithal. It takes a little bit of really looking at something in a different way, pulling pulling a perspective. But like, there's good. There's good about things. It was used, and I don't know where it was used. It might have been used on uh, maybe a sitcom. I don't remember where it was. But when you're looking at someone, if you're being dragged to a play, and someone is in a bad play. And someone says, they afterwards they go, hey, what'd you think of the play? You could say something like, you looked great up there. Mm. Or, you were lit beautifully. Yeah. And the more specifics you, the more specific you can provide that person to give them, you know, a sort of a, 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 a lift up. 
Yeah. Because nobody wants to hear that, God, that was a terrible play. Yeah. And then at home, you can say it into your into your pillow if you have to. Yeah, but, you exactly. Know, don't say it to, to their face. Yeah. Unless you hate them. Right, right. Oh, the play. Terrible. And you were terrible in it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Coffee? I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that could that could sting a little sure, bit, sure. but you could also make somebody's day. That's sure. that's another. Thing. I th- I feel like the the power of saying something positive about someone or something is very underlooked. Like, yeah. it, you have the power to ruin or make somebody's day, mm-hmm. and I guess it's really up to you how what kind of world you want this you to want be. You want to throw that out into but, the universe, but it's it's not it's not that hard to make somebody's no. day. It really isn't. Like to to compliments are. Fr- I, I've said this, but I think I've said this before on the podcast. Yeah. But compliments are free. Sure. You could you could say a nice thing about some mm-hmm. somebody and it costs you absolutely oh, right. nothing right. and it will benefit. There's there, oh, gotcha. there's no way you're going to lose from saying no, something nice absolutely about somebody. Not. Absolutely not. But no, when is your uh, when is the show? Because I think I have to be on that show, don't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. November sixteenth. Okay. <laughs> okay. November sixteenth. Yeah, Kevin's Kevin's gonna be one of the comedians on it, and uh, we're still putting it together as far. Well, we're just selling tickets at this point. So That's if good. you guys want to help us out, buy a ticket to it and come out. It's gonna be a really good time. Uh, so uh, new uh, something I've been asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second time I'll be asking this mm-hmm. actually, but so. The show is obviously called Good Enough, mm-hmm. and the whole idea is that I think a l- more often than not, people lose the concept of good enough where they will do something that was actually good. They'll mm-hmm. put in an actual honest effort mm-hmm. and put some decent thing into the world or into their life, make some sort of positive stride for doing something better, putting in some kind of effort, and they still feel like they could have done better or, you know, they, they don't have this concept that it was good enough. So if you could give any kind of an example of in your life recently or not, where you're just like, you know what? That was good enough. It doesn't even have to be you, but just an example. Well, I, have a, I have a friend of mine. Um, she's a fantastic artist. Uh, we love she, blowing up artists yeah, on here. Go she's ahead. She's Lee Walker. She's a fantastic graphic artist. And she does this thing called soul works and they're all, it's all very conceptualized and it's, um, very intricate in the way that it's done. It's usually different types of people that are interlocked in different ways. It's beautiful. It's What's beautiful. the medium? What graphic? It's, it's you said. graphics. Oh, correct. cool. Um, and she just she just started playing with it, and uh, she put it on a, a t-shirt for like a workout wear almost. Mm-hmm. Soul Soul Works. I don't know all the specifics on it. Um, and she liked it, and she thought it was great, and. A lot of people were really chiming in on that, and she had people who were who were basically around her that she relied on to be a support system, and they, you know, they started taking the bricks out of the wall and finding the problems with it, and saying it's not, you know, I don't think you're going to sell these, I don't think you're going to do anything with it, I don't know why you're bothering, um, and you know, every time you someone said something like to her, you could actually see it in her face that it was. Um, you know, I say sometimes words are like bullets. So you could see it hitting her every time they say it. And my feeling is, and I, I told her this, I said, look how far you've gotten. There are so many people who, who doodle stuff and they're like, ah, and just forget about it. You actually started something from beginning to end to see a finished product. I said, that's something that's impressive no matter what anybody Hell says. Hell yeah. You know, so, you know, I am in charge of that. And then I always come up with, you know what? Fuck them if they can't take a joke. Right. It's a, and it's a, it's a Bette Midler thing from the 70s, but it's true. Fuck them. You don't like it? Nobody, nobody's making you look at it. Nobody's making you support it. Say nothing. Right. Honestly, say nothing and that, that'll be fine. 
because it's you know it's it's an old corny saying but if you don't have something nice to say zip your fucking lip hell yeah because it 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 causes as you say more harm than good yeah and the fact that you were able to create something that tangible where you could say hey you know maybe somebody will have uh, one of her t-shirts one day yeah it's a big deal it's It's a a real big deal that's that's even i I would go that's beyond good enough but it's such a good example of what i'm trying to talk about here where like yeah, this woman created a thing that she felt great about. And I exactly. bet it looks awesome. It From and what it, you described, it sounds like it looks and, and awesome. And we're always our harshest critics. Yeah. But and I thought it was fantastic. And even to, to, to watch her work is, is fantastic. Yeah, so, and she brought yeah. a thing yeah, from her life. mind mm-hmm. into the world That's that's... That you're playing God. I don't yeah. care what anyone says. Like, yeah, the, the, on a certain level, you're right. You know, like when when you take something out of your head as a concept and put it into this world as a physical, yeah. tangible thing, you that's far better than good enough but people were trying to shoot it down as if it wasn't Mm -hmm. people were trying to tell her what what as if what she shouldn't have done it at all she shouldn't have put in any effort i don't know if they thought that she should have had five thousand and a website well no here everything just here's why it's not here's why it sounds so illogical like i don't know why they did this Mm -hmm. i don't what was their their reasoning wasn't anything that was coming out of their mouth no. The reasoning is that they've seen someone who did something better than they could have themselves. Correct. And they want it to be worse because they think if I shoot this down, it'll be like it didn't happen. If I shoot this down, it'll be like I did the good thing. There's a uh-huh. there's a poison. There's a sickness in somebody's head that oh, they yeah. want to bring down a good thing. Yeah. And because that's really what's going it. on. That that mm-hmm. those people, it's truly a reflection of how they think of themselves. You know, yeah, they, you they, could see it. You, you could see it. Guess you know, you, you know why they were so so able to fire them back because they use those guns often on themselves. Yeah. They often talk about their own dreams that same way. No, it's not this. It's not that. No one's ever gonna this. No mm-hmm. one's ever gonna that. And yeah. now you have nothing when you have all these ideas in your head, and have allowed no initiative to let any of them come to that's life. Correct. So that's mm-hmm. that's yeah. what I and that and the situation like that where people are shooting down something that. Again, it's good enough, but it was probably far beyond that. But well, it's, I always tell people to use the thing from Great, Ex- Great Expectations, where um, there's a scene in there where one of the characters is is just very sad about the way their world is sort of collapsing around them, and uh, she takes her niece by the chin and lifts it up, and she said, I, "When you start feeling this way, you throw your head back and you laugh and you say, you know what." I never did mind about the little things and you keep moving on. And that's, that's that's what you have to do. Even if you don't, even if you don't 100% believe it, that's the only way that you keep moving. I like it. Yeah. I'm also a bit, uh, I've gotten some shit from my friends for this before, but I'm kind of a big believer in fake it till you make it. Just oh, absolutely. Pl- pl- like, and not, not, I'm not saying fake it all the time. Like no. y- I enjoy a lot of honest, awesome, sure. great feeling in my life. I, I, I think I have a pretty fulfilled life, but I mean, in the moments where it sucks, if you just kind of muscle through it, <laughs> it's a lot, it's a lot for, for people to, to handle when oh, you're yeah. always having a tough, when you're having, and you know, oh, I agree. some of us have just a, a tougher road than others. And some of us are lucky to have a, a few people that no matter what kind of a lousy mood you're in, they'll listen to you. But we also have those other folks in our lives that you can hear them rolling their eyes mm-hmm. when you start to. So uh, you've got to know your audience just like you do with acting and comedy where you just you share certain things with certain people and you 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 share the gloss with people that don't really matter to you. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I, I used to 
you know, early on when I discovered that I was a positive person, yeah. I realized I kind of used to rub it in everybody's face. Yeah, that can be annoying. <clears throat> I definitely did it. I definitely, <laughs> years ago, I, I definitely did it where like I would just constantly talk about how happy I was. I'd post about it and I would just like try to do the positive thing to, you know, people who just weren't having it. And I realized like, wait a second, I'm doing more harm than good. Well, the other thing is this. You are absolutely 100% uh, you should be happy when you're happy. But just throwing something in at the end, like you lost your keys down the drain or a balloon fell f- flew away just to show people that, you know what, there's a balance. Sometimes well, things yeah. are fantastic. The, other times the, uh, like you could check my Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I try to be open about the crap that happens yeah. in my life, too. I um I was I told the story already. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I my front teeth, both of them are fake. Mm-hmm. I had them knocked out a couple of weekends ago. I didn't have dental insurance. It was like buying a new uh, a used car out of nowhere. Literally it's just like horrible. I mean literally like that in a moment all of a Looks sudden. Good though. Top thank you. Thank uh the top. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, thank you. Where'd you get it from? Um Dr. Skovic in Monroe. He there you is go. He, <laughs> Dr. Skovic, yeah. if you want to become a sponsor. Yeah, seriously, yeah. I could yeah. use her. At least throw me a free cleaning, <laughs> yeah, man. There Jesus. You go. Take <laughs> some of the money off that bill. Um man. No, but uh yeah, like I basic I, I, I was very open and talked about it, just like told people straight up how it happened. And I, I, I just to show that like, you know, I, it's, it's not like I, I hit the lotto or anything pretty horrible shit happens to me too, but yeah. I, I'd like to think my mindset gets me through it. You know, uh, one of the worst things that ever happened to me was, oh. I, was uh, I was asked to be a, a godfather for, for a couple. And I'm so sorry. If you, well, I'm a godfather for 11, 11 kids, 11 kids, yeah, because I was the only one who get that little card that says, you know, I'm not crazy or, you know, I don't assault people oh okay um but i was uh, we they were all going to go together we we're all going to go together to the, to the christening uh and the guy had a huge uh, uh pickup truck and everybody got in and then we put the kids in and everybody and i go to step up to get in the car right and i hear bad noise and i'm like probably not that bad hmm. my pants ripped from the crotch down the leg <laughs> so there was like no way that you could even you can't hide that one of your was, legs is completely bare and there is also no time to go to like walmart and get some crappy pants right so i literally was in the in the tr- in the truck stapling it and i My. stapled it all the way down and i positioned myself I had a. I got there and I actually stood at the altar before anybody else. They're like, "Why is he standing up there?" Because really I committed. couldn't take the chance of me walking down the aisle and have it rip again. You're right. But it's just like one of those things where you can laugh about it later. But at, during the during the time, it's her. It's so good it's that horrible. we have we have post trauma laughter. Because oh yeah, you have to. It's the only thing that gets you through these mm-hmm. those kind of experiences. We're like, okay, right. one day I'm laughing about this. That's right. right now. Yeah, like when my teeth broke. Oh my god, that was I was like depressed for like two days. Did someone punch you? Oh no! Oh god, I have to tell the story again. Get no, 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 you no! Don't. I'm gonna it's tell a, it again. No. I, god damn it! Oh, it's so bad, Kevin. So oh, I'm, no. I'm, I'm. Uh, uh, a lot of people might have skipped that episode. Some, some might be okay. hearing it for the first time. But I was in New York City with my friends. We're out dancing. Alcohol mm-hmm. is involved. I mm-hmm. wouldn't blame it, but it's involved. I am dancing with a woman Mm -hmm. and I do like a dirty dancing dip with her. Some woman I had just met. Right. And she is super clumsy and brings me to the ground. I fall with her. I get up. Teeth are gone. 
Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Isn't it awful? That's and pretty bad. And what did bad, she right? do? She, I don't know. She did like, she run away? Yeah. I couldn't tell you because it all happened so quick. I ran to the bathroom to go check on my face and like, it was really funny. I, I, um, I'm in the bathroom and like a girl opens it up and she's like, it's like a, it's, it's a, it's a unisex bathroom. And she's like, come on, hurry up. And I literally, I just pull a napkin out and open up my mouth and she's like, Oh, Oh my God, I'm sorry. And she slams the door. One of those like movie moments. Yeah. And where I'm like, whatever you're dealing with, I'm going through it worse. Like, and she completely understood immediately. She's like, Oh oh my, Oh my, literally she shouted. Oh my God. (laughs) That was the end of that night then. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I did not get a number if anybody was wondering. Um, I fell off a stage once and, and and fractured, um, my knee. Oh God. I fell into the orchestra pit. Mm -hmm. The whole pit. Yep. Yep. Like people you fell on. No, it was, it was a straight play. It wasn't, there was no orchestra. Oh, okay. okay. I just fell into the pit. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you just, you just roll just with the punches, it. man. That's all. It. That's all that happens. Everyone's got bad. It's everyone's, everyone's bad luck. Got baggage. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's all. Anyway, so something I like to uh, end all these episodes mm-hmm. on uh, is if so. So I believe that I I'm gonna keep these episodes around forever, even if the mm-hmm. podcast was done with, sure. I would still host it. So it would still be up. So this is kind of like a moment to like speak something into infinity, uh, okay. something, something to be remembered by a nice sign off, a piece of advice, even uh, someone to, you know, to remember good old Kevin Dolan and, and their experience with you. Oh, you've had a lifetime of ups and downs and you, you, you frame, you frame melancholy really well. Let me tell you, but uh, if well, there's a I, piece of advice you could give to people, um, I use just it. I, I use I use the phrase all the time when people ask you how you are, and you, I say smile and nod. I'm yeah, you said that to me today. I said I'm smiling and nodding, and I think that helps people put them at ease and smile afterwards because they realize you may be doing something that you're going through stuff, but inside you're smiling. Smile. You got to smile nod. and nod. Smile and nod. That could get you out of a lot of situations if you could have the poise and yeah. discipline to just do it. Right, because you know some days and sometimes you don't feel like it so you just you smile and nod smile and nod totally the name of this episode yep. kevin <laughs> where uh where could people find you um let's see i have two more uh, things at the west at the windmill which yeah this will be out sunday so yep. you, you could plug stuff november 22nd uh and then december 17th uh and then i'm doing a fundraiser with donnie salvo on november the 9th uh which is up in north haven for the uh b dance studio um, and I think, oh yeah, I think for now, oh, and then I'm probably going to be doing something with, uh, the retro, uh, hub and grub in Ansonia with, uh, Gary Patnella oh, cool. and, um, Joey Rizzo. I think that's nice. coming up at the end of November. Nice. I've been so, on a Gary Patnella, Kevin Dolan, Joey Rizzo that was show a before. Great night. It was a really fun night. It was yeah, really and good. And the time. good thing is Gary always takes care of his comics. Which yes, he does. Mm-hmm. yes, he does. Yes, he does. So that was mm-hmm. nice. Uh, and you guys know where you can find me mm-hmm. at Stephabro on Twitter, at Stephabro93 on Instagram and Facebook, all that stuff. And of course, Kevin and I will be on that show November 16th, mm-hmm. November 16th at right. Center Stage. It's going to be really fun. Bring your own beer, uh, bring your own refreshments, they're saying, because I don't, I don't. Whereabouts is the theater now? So you could tell people. Uh, oh, Jesus. Dude, why don't I know the address off the top of my ha- head? Well, it's the old Lafayette School. There you go. Yeah. Look at that. So, Landmark it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, uh, but if you search Center Stage Shelton, it'll come up on your Perfect. GPS. But yeah, you could buy the tickets at Center Stage's website. Uh, I've posted the link several times. If Good. you want to do go that share, route, yeah, share it with me and I'll I'll do it as well. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
in any case, sounds like we're all set here. Kevin, thank you so much My for coming pleasure. by. My and pleasure. Good as, time. And as always, everyone, drink more water and be nicer to each other. <laughs>